and welcome to Flying Blind Podcast. This is Evita and here I will be talking about my own very unique journey and I hope to make you feel good about your own unique journey. Here on this podcast I share how I'm on the no plan plan and how that's okay and whatever plan you're on is okay too. I hope that today you listen and you get inspired to get out there, spread your wings and fly. I was recently talking to one of my friends and this friend in particular is kind of going through a lot sometimes and I was actually surprised that this friend opened up to me about some of the struggles that they're going through and I understand because I'm very much the same way and we all respond very differently to difficulties in life. This friend, as well as myself, we respond by kind of secluding ourselves and hiding away We really go into our shell and just kind of hide under a rock and we kind of just go MIA for a while. And we have our, you know, specific reasons why we do this. For myself, I really don't like to share too much about my difficulties. There's, it's just really hard for me to open up with other people. It's not so much that I'm scared of being vulnerable or anything like that. I just don't, I just really don't like to put out any negative energy into the world. When I'm in a negative place, I really kind of like to just retreat and process everything and kind of figure out what I'm going to do. And I really kind of like to fly solo when it comes to these sorts of things. And some of you might be able to relate and some of you might not. And even though a big part of me doing this is me not wanting to spread any negative energy, it can also be a little bit unhealthy. And the reason for that is because I could really kind of go to a dark place sometimes. And I can also do things that aren't necessarily very healthy, like really stay up all night thinking. And we all have our different vices. For me, I tend to kind of eat my emotions. So I'll eat a lot of junk food. And, you know, I'm that stereotypical chick in movies that's stuffing their face with chocolate and ice cream in front of the television. And I have my moments that I do that when I'm having a hard time or when I'm being emotional. And this friend of mine kind of does the same thing but tends to do that with alcohol and that's also very common it's accessible it's easy and it's a way of numbing it's a way of numbing pain if you have any and numbing emotions and for myself when and for this friend as well when you have you know pain from overeating or drinking too much or whatever vice it is that you have when you have pain from that it kind of distracts from the original pain. So if let's just say you're going through a breakup and you're doing this sort of behavior, it takes away or I should say distracts from the pain of the breakup and then your focus in turn ends up being, you know, on the overeating or the drinking too much. And it can actually really keep you in some ways from actually dealing with the issue at hand. And I think this is really actually pretty typical for a lot of people that deal with things this way. Now, for some people, they actually really like to talk about their issues with other people and they like to share and they like to talk about whatever it is that's going on in their life. And also just like on the other end of things uh, with this sort of behavior, same thing. It can be really good and there can be some really negative too. For example, people that go in and share their issues with people, it can be therapeutic. It can be something that, you know, helps them maybe get over things faster by getting it off their chest and they can be receiving some really positive feedback from friends. 
but you know it kind of really depends on the friends that you're surrounding yourself with and the thing is too is it depends on what your intention is as well because if you're sharing with the intention of you know just getting things off your chest i mean that's fine but sometimes if your friends aren't necessarily the best of friends and they're just you know i mean yeah they're listening to you and that's great but if they're really feeding into the negativity and kind of egging you on in that that's not necessarily a good thing now if they're helping you come up with solutions if they're helping you move forward then that's a really great thing so it can go either way with that sort of situation but the truth is is i've been on the receiving end of that where i have a lot of friends that come to me with their problems and their issues and i have no problem with that i love being there for my friends but as much as i love to be a listening ear I also like to come up with solutions. I don't want to see my friends suffering and having a hard time, so I do want to be there for them. But my friends already know that if they come to me, I'm going to listen and I'm going to want to be there for them. And if that's all they want, cool, I'll listen. I'll listen all day. But they also know that I'm going to be like, hey, like, do you mind if I tell you what I think and, you know, maybe help you with coming up with a solution? That's really the type of friend that I like to be. I want to help my friends move forward with their issues. And that's also kind of pushed some people away. Because if somebody keeps coming to me with the same issue over and over and over again, for one, that's very negative for the listener. And I know because we all have that friend that calls and comes back with the same issue and the same issue and the same issue. And that can be very draining and very tiring. And that's kind of what I call an energy vampire. At some point, I don't think it's wrong of me and I don't think it's wrong to protect your energy. And at some point, you kind of have to, I mean, never be rude or mean about it, but kind of not be that friend anymore because you have to protect your energy as well. Misery loves company. It really does. And it's a sad truth. It's a sad truth that most people do share that sort of drama and the sort of issue and they want some company in that. Again, there's nothing wrong with being a friend that's going to be there to be understanding. But if you come to me, I don't want to be that friend that joins you in your misery. I want to help you get out of the misery. But it's also a sad truth that I think that we all need to kind of be aware of and make sure that we're not letting ourselves be there and stay there. Now, I'm the type of person that I don't want company in my misery and I tend to, like I mentioned earlier, want to be alone in my misery and that can also be very destructive because sometimes I let myself get a little too deep into a dark place and it's really hard sometimes to get out of that by yourself. I've really become good at it. I actually put a deadline on my misery and say, okay, I'm going to let myself feel this funk for just today and tomorrow. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to do what I need to do to get myself out of this place. But we need to make sure that we don't stay in that place. And if we are miserable and if you're the type that likes to go and vent to friends, again, there's nothing wrong with that. But make sure you're not dragging other people down in your misery. And it's really crazy that people want company in their misery and they kind of want to stay in that place. I've seen this even with some of my friends. I've actually had a couple of my friends that really aren't particularly happy in their marriages and in their situations. And they see that I'm not married. I'm not 
I don't have any children. And I'm not saying that if you're married and have children, you're going to be miserable because that's not the case at all. You can be miserable whether you're single, married, not married. But what I'm saying is that I've had a couple of friends that are not happy in their current situations and they've actually told me, hey, Evita, you should get married because I want you to be miserable like me. Like misery loves company. And it's just crazy to me that somebody would want that company instead of wanting to create a better situation for themselves whatever however that might be instead of working toward that and working toward a happier life they would rather have somebody else join them in their misery and i urge you to please not be that person if you're miserable take steps to be happier why would you not want happiness in your life We're talking about how when we're having difficult times, we could kind of swing one way or the other. There's my way of being completely a hermit and completely just hiding under a rock and going completely missing, not talking to anybody and just wanting to deal with it completely on your own. There's that end. And then there's the side where somebody just kind of overshares, wants company in their misery, and could kind of bring others down with them, spread a lot of negative energy, and not necessarily be the most pleasant person around others. Now, those are two ends of the spectrum, two opposite ends of the spectrum. And there are pros and cons to both. But what is the happy and healthy medium when you are going through something difficult in your life and you don't know how to deal with it? Now, I understand both ends. For me, wanting to be completely by myself in my misery and completely shutting myself out from the world. You know, there are reasons for that. And some of it might be, again, like I was saying, I don't want to spread negative energy. And also, to a degree, there's some shame there for me when I'm not in a good place and I'm being very negative. And the reason for that is because I really love that I can be that person for my friends that they come to me when they're having an issue, when they need to vent, when they need some advice. Like, I really pride myself in that. I really love that part of myself. I can honestly say that that's something that I really do like, that people can trust me, people can vent to me, they know there's no judgment. With me, it's like seriously a no judgment zone, and I really love that. So when I'm in a negative place, it just makes me feel ashamed. It makes me feel like, oh, I shouldn't be in this place because I'm this positive force in people's lives, and I shouldn't feel this way. So there's that side of things. And again, on the opposite end of being a person that handles their difficulties and their grief by going to others, there are reasons for that too. They're usually people that are more team players, people that are able to open up and able to really work a little bit better with others. So, I mean, there are a lot of reasons why you can swing either way. But how do you find that happy medium when life is tough? We're going to talk about that when we come back from break. Hey everybody, this is Panchito and Mike from the 5 for 5 podcast. And you're currently listening to Flying Blind with Evita. We hope you enjoy it. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. When you are going through a really difficult time in life, you can tend to be a person that opens up to others and seeks advice, or you can be like me and totally just shut yourself out from the world. 
But I really do think that there is a really healthy middle ground to dealing with these issues and I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress and I'd love to share some ideas with you. And this is what I've been working on too when I'm having a hard time. Now, I think that going either way, whether it's venting to others or whether it's shutting yourself out, I actually think that doing a little bit of both is healthy. I think that a lot of times we do need to sit with ourselves and we need to process what's going on. So I think that it is healthy to give yourself a period of time before you go running off and really, you know, sharing whatever's going on with other people and getting their advice. I think it's really important to sit down and process for some time. Now, this period of time might be a little bit different for everybody. Uh, For me, like I said, I like to give myself a good 24 hours to throw myself a pity party and to also process what's going on. There are some useful tools that I've mentioned in other episodes that I think can be really useful during hard times in life. One of the best things that I can advise you to do when you're having a hard time is to sit down and journal. And I know that that's probably not what you want to do or what you feel like doing when you're having a hard time, but it can be so useful. You can get so much clarity. And of course, every situation is different. You might be dealing with, you know, a breakup, a a divorce, difficulties at work. Maybe you got in a fight with your boss or your coworker. I mean, there are so many different things you can be going through in life. And sometimes it's just good to rant and to put your feelings out on paper. So that can be one thing. Now, if you're having a hard time because you need to make some sort of choice, you need to make some sort of decision, I really have gotten so much clarity by making a pros and cons list. And it really kind of makes you a little bit more organized with your thoughts. It makes you see things that you might have not seen before. And it can, again, give you some really good clarity on some decision making that you might need to do. So I really do urge you to do some journaling. Another piece of advice that I could give you that's that could be considered journaling as well is to make a gratitude list. When times are tough, we tend to really look at just the negative things in life. And regardless of the difficulties in life, we all have things to be grateful for. And sometimes just simply recognizing those things can really help turn around your mood and really help you see that things might not be as bad as you think that they are. I mean, we all woke up this morning. If you're listening to this, it means that you have a phone or a computer. You have access to technology. If you have access to technology, it means you probably have electricity. I mean, those are the simple things, but things that we should recognize and be grateful for. Because, you know, and this is not to guilt anybody, and I'm not saying it in this way, but, you know, a lot of people have a lot less than we do. And sometimes just being like, wow, you know what? That's true. Sometimes that can be enough to help you feel better about what you have going on in your life. So I would advise you to do a gratitude list. You might not feel like it, but I can promise you it's going to help. And it can be especially useful during a hard time. But I do suggest to everybody that you start doing a daily gratitude journal. Even if it's just writing three things that you're grateful for every day, it is a game changer and it has been for me in my life. So I do urge you to try to gratitude journal every single day, regardless of whether you're having a hard time or not. Now, another thing that I would suggest for you to do when you're having a hard time and you're trying to cope 
is to get out there and do the things that you enjoy. A lot of times when we have mental stress, when we have hard times, we tend to really get like bogged down by them and sucked into this dark place. And sometimes you really just need to get away. And that might not necessarily be possible. You might not be able to just, to just, you know, jump on a plane and go somewhere. But doing something that you love is kind of like a getaway. For me, dancing. And I've said it so many times in, in these episodes. But for me, dancing is therapeutic. It's almost like meditation. It's an escape from reality. So what is that for you? Is it reading? Is it dancing? Is it drawing? Is it being in nature? Is it spending time with animals? Ask yourself, what makes me feel good? What's like a little quick thing that I can do that's almost like a getaway? And do that. Now, after you've done these things, and like I said, we're talking about reaching a happy medium, happy, healthy medium when you're having a hard time in life. Take the time to be with yourself. Take the time to process your thoughts and your emotions and what you're going through. And then that's a good time to go and consult with some friends. I mean, once you've done all of these other things and you've released some of that negative energy that you have associated with the hard time, then if you want to seek some advice, seek some counsel from somebody, whether it is a friend or if you have, you know, a therapist or something, do that. But I urge you to do it with the intention of yes, venting and getting things off your chest, that's fine, that's all healthy and that's all good. But do with the intention of actually getting somewhere with it, coming up with a solution, getting some answers and taking some action. Because really, these hard times in life, I mean, do you really want to stay in them? I know I don't. So if I'm actually going to go out there and express these things to my friends or to people that I have access to, it's going to be because I want not only some help and some advice, but I want to actually come up with real solutions to these problems. And that's what I want for all you guys. I really want for you guys to get out there and come up with real ways to improve your life. And I think that's the happy medium. And once you do get some good advice, then put it into action. A lot of times people don't know what to do when they're bogged down by their issues. But in all reality, there really is no secret answer. It's about just getting out there and doing it, even if you don't feel like it. And I've had to do that so many times. And you can do that too. It's not a matter of being able to. It's a matter of just doing it, whether you feel like it or not. And there are a couple of things that I want to advise you to ask yourself or to tell yourself when you are having a hard time in life and it's hard to get through. And one of the things that I would like for you to consider is that in order to enjoy the good, in order to have the good, you have to go through the bad times. You you do. There has to be contrast in life. There's the, you know, the yin and yang, you know, the good and the bad, the sun and, and the darkness. There's always going to be contrast. And to enjoy the good, you have to have gone through some negativity and some hard times in your life. And that's just the truth. So just keep that in mind. If you're going through a hard time, it's not going to be forever. And I can promise you that when you get to the good, oh, it's going to feel so good and you are going to appreciate it so much more than if you had not experienced the bad. And also ask yourself, is this going to matter in five years? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. And of course it matters for you in the moment, but ask yourself, is this going to matter in five years? If that answer is no, then you're probably stressing too much about it. You do need to find a way to move forward. 
realize that, you know what? Oh no, this is not going to matter even like next month. So why are you stressing yourself over it? It's not worth it. And if it is going to matter in five years, then that's when you really need to sit down, process, go through the whole process and come up with some solutions and ask yourself, where do I want to be in five years? If this really matters and is going to matter in five years, then what can I do? And come up with a plan. And another thing that I really want to urge you with anything that you're going through in life, be kind to others regardless of what you are going through. Because yes, life is hard sometimes. You can't control what happens to you in life, but you can, tr- can control yourself. You can control your actions and how you treat others. And you can blame others for your hard time all you want, but you can't control them. And usually if you're not being kind, it's not to the person that did you wrong. Be kind to others because more than likely it's not their fault and nobody deserves anything other than kindness. And if you're not kind, you're not going to feel good about it. It doesn't hurt to be kind and you'll feel better being a kind person than a mean person. And it's going to come back around to you. The energy that you put out comes back to you. So always be kind no matter how hard life gets. Please. You're listening to Flying Blind Podcast. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media, at Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Before I share a final quote with you, I would like to thank you so much for joining me and taking the time to listen to me on this episode of Flying Blind. I really hope that you took something positive and constructive away from listening to me today. I would love to get any feedback, suggestions, or ideas from you, and you can find me and reach me on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat at Evita Carrasco, that's E-V-I-T-A-C-A-R-R-A-Z-C-O. Remember to subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media, that's Z-W-E-R-C Media. Before I leave you, I would like to share one final quote with you by Dolly Parton, and she says, The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you gotta put up with the rain. I really hope you take this quote to heart, and I hope you'll join me on the next episode of Flying Blind. And until next time, stay blessed and be positive. Thank you.